0: Hey there, sweet teacher. I'm Tony Mullins, and this is the Primary Teacher Friends Podcast, a place for difference makers just like you to find encouragement, practical classroom management tips, and educational strategies to help you not only survive, but to thrive as a K2 educator. It is my inherent belief that all teachers can find joy in what they are doing and spread that joy and impact to the little people they love. I am absolutely honored to be on this journey with a passionate teacher like you. Let's get started. Well, hello there sunshine and welcome back to another episode of the podcast the podcast that is actually between names right now because I'm still in search of the perfect name. I want this podcast to reflect my vision and my hope for teachers just like you. And so I'm searching for a new name that will better describe what we do here. If you have a suggestion for that, please follow the link down in the show notes to the survey and input your ideas. I need them. And I would love for you to share in making that decision, so please follow the link in the show notes if you're a longtime listener and give me your input. It is so deeply important to me. Beyond that, I really want to begin this episode by saying this is a no-judgment, no-negativity zone. We are talking about the prize box today, and I know this is a touchy subject, but I want you to know it sincerely does not bother me if you love your prize box. You do what works for you. I'm just here to share my experience for those of you who may be searching for a new way. I've been teaching 8 out of my 11 years without that guy, and I get asked constantly, Tony, How do you do it? How do you motivate your students to focus, to complete their work, to do anything really with no prize box? Where's the positive reinforcement? Where's the motivation? What do you do with all your extra money and time that you don't use worrying over that box of trinkets? Okay, so maybe I made that last one up, but anyway, yes, I am a prize boxless is that a real word? I am a prize boxless teacher. And whether you want to be like me and break up with yours or just snatch some ideas to help motivate your students more, in addition to your prize box, this episode is actually for everyone. So, before we get to new ideas and strategies that I've never shared before, let me take a moment and ask you an important question. Do you know a teacher friend who could use some encouragement, just like what you're finding here right now? Maybe they need a positive voice in their ear that might help them through a hard day. Please consider sharing this episode with them. The process of sharing it is as easy as pie. That's something we say here in Kentucky and can make a big difference for someone who is struggling. So please consider sharing or maybe help me out by leaving a review. It only takes a few minutes, and this is how I grow. This is how I reach more teachers. This is how I fulfill my purpose. I'd really love for you to be a part of that. And I'd like to take just a minute here to give a listener shout out to the wonderful Savvy May 24 who actually left a review on December 16th. Savvy May, I don't know if you know this, but that was my birthday. Yes, December 16th is my birthday, and I did see your review that day, and it was just the most precious birthday gift. Savvy May said encouraging, insightful, and motivating. Sometimes things and people come into your life at just the right time. This podcast and Teacher Tony is just that. Listening to these episodes brings me peace and so much joy. Oh my goodness, I love this. She goes on and on and on, and it was just so wonderful. I was literally crying, and I read it out loud to my husband, And she ends by saying, as I listen to her podcasts, I often feel as if she is part of my family. Thanks for the hard work you put into the episodes, Tony. You have impacted me in such a positive way. That was absolutely amazing. Savvy Mae, I just am so grateful. I cannot even begin to say how I felt that day on my birthday when I read that. And I've been meaning to give you a shout out. I apologize for the delay, but I hope you're still listening and enjoying. And I'm just forever grateful. So humbled, so happy, so thankful. And now that I'm literally tearing up again, I'm going to try to move forward and move on. So let's go ahead and dig straight into today's content. Different teachers and personalities have different relationships with the prize box. I don't know how yours is going, but I dumped the prize box years ago, and I never looked back for a few reasons. Boy, oh boy, that guy was high maintenance. I was constantly searching and buying things to put into it. And as my students got bored, I had to search even harder and be more inventive. I was a new teacher with lots of new debt, and it began to be too much. Some relationships just aren't worth the money, honey, or the effort that you have to put into it. Secondly, I didn't like the results I got from using it. I created a system, tried hard to manage it, but realized that I had to donate time and attention That I didn't have to spare. Things were already hectic in my kindergarten classroom. Not to mention I was still dealing with negative behaviors and management issues throughout the whole day. Despite what was inside of it. And the little people that I worked with were demanding when it came to using that thing. It controlled them and they in turn tried to control me. Miss Mullins, you forgot to let me get in the prize box. Usually that happened right as we were going out to the bus. And so I had to play catch up the next morning, which stole even more time. So yeah, we didn't get along, me and that guy named the prize box. I wish I could tell you that I put my big girl panties on and stood up to the box and laid it out straight. It's over, you high maintenance, time sucking leech. But nope. The truth is I accidentally dumped him. Let's just say it was like a long distance relationship where one day you just forget to call and then you forget another day, and then by the third day, it's just too awkward to address the situation, so you just go on pretending it never existed. Yep, I went home one weekend, forgot all about going to the Dollar Tree, and didn't have anything left in it on Monday morning. Just as a side note, here where I live in the mountains of Kentucky, the Dollar Tree is a good 35-minute drive away, so it's not as easy as it sounds to get there and to get those items for the prize box. On Monday, I realized what I had done, and I suffered on without it. By the third day, no one even missed it. Not me, and more importantly, not my students. By Friday, I knew I would never call him back. He was history. No more frantic weekend trips to find mindless trinkets that would probably end up left on the school bus or in the bottom of a toy pit at home. No more wasting time managing who gets in, who doesn't. And no more sad looks from the other students who may have tried so hard that day, but hey, I couldn't give them prizes every day. I really just couldn't afford to do that. So that is how my prize box and I cut ties. And I've never looked back, never regretted it. That was the most controlling work-related relationship I've ever been in. And now when I do decide to reward my students with tangible items, with toys or trinkets, like when they learn all of their rainbow words, I do give prizes for things like that. Or when they reach another major milestone, it's an even bigger deal. They know that Miss Mullins doesn't do that. And so those big milestones are truly more sought after. I can give a little prize for a big achievement and it's just perceived as absolutely amazing and something they have to have. Do you see how I sort of hack that there to get the results that I want? Yeah. So now that I've told you my story about my big, not so dramatic breakup with the prize box, you may be wondering, how do I do it then? What do I give them to keep them motivated, to keep them engaged, to survive a day trapped in a room full of tiny humans? That's easy. Instead of filling up my classroom prize box... I intentionally choose to replenish my management toolbox instead. Classroom management strategies are undoubtedly what save my life in the classroom, what keep me sane during the hard days. When times get hard, I don't look for shinier, more colorful, and alluring prizes. I look for new strategies. I try new things, implement new routines, and experiment with what works and what doesn't. And when I find something that does work, I use it and use it and use it until the gleam wears off. And then I try something new. I guess this sort of sounds like the situation of the prize box, because using one is definitely a commitment in itself, but of a different kind. Not having a prize box forces me to focus on the true needs and behaviors of my students. There is no sugarcoating with promises of a prize box, which as I said earlier, never worked for me anyway. I truly feel like I'm a better, more joyful teacher because of my lack thereof. And the overlying lesson I've learned from eight years of this is that no strategy works for all students, not even a prize box. No strategy works for all teachers or for every school year. Nothing. If we're going to sustain as an educator and be joyful in what we do, we must come to terms with the fact that things are constantly changing. We can resist that change, that need to learn more, which brings about other kinds of stress. Or we can accept the challenge and research and try new things. And actually, I can tell what choice you've made because at this point, you're still listening to learn some new strategies. So way to go, teacher. You are the kind of teacher I just love that has my heart. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to share some of my favorite strategies that I'm using this year with my current group of first grade students. First, I'm going to share some strategies that I've used for a long time, strategies that have just served me over the years that continue in my classroom year after year. At some point, they may not be effective anymore, but so far, I've had a lot of good luck out of these. After that, I'll share some new ideas that I've uncovered just this school year and have never shared before. These new ideas came about from these new students. As I said, these things change constantly. The fact that things are always changing can definitely be annoying, but I put my brain to work and I take on the challenge and I come up with new ideas that I love and that I'm happy, so happy to share with you. So let's talk about some old strategies for motivating my students without a prize box. It was that very year that I broke ties with that annoying guy that I started using classroom cheers. I am a cheer fanatic. I get this from my great friend, Dr. Jean, And I know exactly how to use a cheer to motivate positive behaviors. It comes from my language and my students' just innate need to please their teacher. I say something like this. During our lesson, I'm going to be looking for someone who is being patient or maybe being calm or who has the best handwriting. And in just a few moments, I'm going to stop everyone. We're going to put our attention on this special student and give them a big, loud, hip, hip hooray. So when using Cheers, just remember to use it to drive their decisions. Let them know what you want to see. And I promise every single time they will deliver. And they're not sticking their hands inside the prize box to pick out something. They are getting the attention and recognition of you and all of their peers. And that is just insanely valuable to our little learners. If you don't already own my free set of cheer cards that was created with the help of Dr. Jean, you can find that linked down in the show notes. These cards can help you implement these new cheers, but just remember to use it effectively. Don't let cheers be just something you randomly do. Use them to your advantage. Another strategy that my students are just loving this year are positive notes home. I will link a free set of those down in the show notes in case you're interested. But I print those out and in the morning, I place them up in front of the classroom where everyone can see the blank ones. And my students know that during the entire day, I am constantly looking for someone to send those home with. Not only that, but I also snap a picture of the winning student or students that day. And I share that in our family Facebook group so that all the parents at home can see the winner and recognize them as well. It is a big deal to my kids this year. They really love the recognition, and trust me, it is much more powerful than anything they could pick out of the prize box. It's that moment of pride and joy. Literally, when I call their names, some of them jump for joy at the end of the day. The great thing is, is I just go through a cycle with that so that everyone gets a turn to receive a positive note home. And I constantly reference that throughout the day so that I can see the results I want to see from my students. So if you've not tried that strategy for management for positive behaviors, give it a shot. It will definitely improve your students' pride in their work and in their behavior within the classroom. An oldie but goodie that I'll never let go of is table points. Table points is a great strategy that puts a little competition into your classroom because everybody wants to be the winner of the table points game. This year, I mix it up and change table points over into character points. I just print out different characters. I'm hoping to get a compilation of those to share with you over the summer so that you can have them ready as well. But I assign each table a character and I say things like this. I'm looking for the character today that has all of their work completed and doesn't call out, but instead puts on their ready signal. That just means they cross their fingers together on top of their table. Oh my goodness, it looks like the monkeys are the first ones done. And with ready signals on, let me give them a point. At the end of the day, I do reward the table points winner with a folder sticker. Now, this is a brand new strategy that I accidentally invented this year, but I'm going to talk about that right now. Folder stickers for me this year are like gold. I truly feel if students had an option this year, my current group of students, and I asked them, would you rather have a folder sticker or get into the prize box, the majority of them would choose that little sticker every single time. No, these are not magical stickers. In case you're wondering, these are just regular stickers that I have called folder stickers. Now, I do still give out regular stickers on their graded work and things like that, but folder stickers are special. At my new school this year, we send home daily folders. The students come in, they get out their folder, they put it in a bin, and at the end of the day, they take it home. And we put things in it throughout the day as needed. One day, one of my students asked, "'Miss Mullins, can I put this on my folder instead of on my paper?' After that, another student said, "Miss Mullins, I want to put my sticker on my folder. And so I got a new idea. I added a new strategy to my management toolbox. Folder stickers are now like a badge collection. On special occasions, I give my students folder stickers so that they can display their positive behaviors in a way that can be seen on their folder. Most stickers go on papers and they just get thrown away. But this is a collection. This, my friend, is a big deal, especially if you have some competitive students like I do, because they're constantly talking about how many stickers they have on their folder. Another benefit I found from this is that my students make a deeper, bigger, more meaningful effort to keep up with their folder. No one in my class forgets their folder hardly ever. There is hardly ever a time when any of my students forget their folders at home because they know if they earn a folder sticker, they won't get to put it on their folder. So after implementing this strategy, I've seen a big shift in their responsibility with bringing their folders back and forth. This is also a great thing for parents to see at home. They see that this is a collection based on their child's achievements and accomplishments in the classroom, and they brag on them about it. And that even helps me more because they're even more motivated to get a folder sticker. So I love using folder stickers. It just takes a Dollar Tree pack of stickers. So I absolutely love folder stickers. And this year, my students adore it. And I'm definitely going to give it a shot year after year to see if I get the same results. Here is another new strategy that I just began this year. And that has been really, really effective and helpful in creating positive behaviors in the classroom. They're called student shout outs. I simply wrote the words student shout outs on my whiteboard with a big heart next to it. And I told my students that I'm looking for good behaviors to highlight on our student shout out board. So if you're doing something really, really amazing, something extraordinary, like being very, very patient or being super kind to someone, and I noticed that, I will write your name up here on our shout out board. And next to your name, I'll write what it was you were doing. That way, everyone who comes by can see that you're really, really good at something. That you deserve a shout out. You would not believe how hard my students try this year to get their name on the board. Normally, that's kind of a negative thing. But what I do is at the end of the day, we actually give a big round of applause to those students. I call out their name and tell everyone what they did. And we just take a moment to live in that. And in addition, I can't lie, those students also get a folder sticker for getting up on the shout out board. I did make a few rules with this. You cannot ask me to put your name up there. I must notice something naturally in the environment because they do ask and they do want you to notice things. But overall, I love this strategy. I also snap a picture and share this on my family Facebook group, and the parents love it. They are so receptive of it, and they absolutely are so proud to see their child's name on the student shout-out board. So I'm also growing those connections through this management strategy, which is awesome. These are just a few of the layers of management I have going on in my classroom. Some of my favorites, the ones that stand out. But I don't want to keep you here all day, so I hope that you found some strategies that you can try. Remember Classroom Cheers. I have a free resource for that. Positive Notes Home, a free resource for that. Character points, all you need to do is print out some pictures of things your students like, assign those to tables or rows or whatever it is you have in your classroom, and use that as a tool. Give folder stickers a try. Student Shoutouts is so simple, so free, so wonderful, and also provides that extra connection to families that we all need. And I have lots and lots of more ideas I'll share as we go on in the podcast in the next several weeks. But just remember whether you use a prize box or not, our students and families just really crave recognition, they crave acknowledgement. They crave to be applauded just for being who they are. So whether you continue with that relationship you have with your prize box, which I said may be wonderful, or you're like me and you accidentally dump it and need something in its place, consider giving some of these strategies a try. That wraps up another episode, my joyful teacher friends. I'm so blessed to be in your ears today, to be someone that gets to connect with you. The opportunity to connect with you in this way is just a dream for me. I do want to remind you that we have a Facebook group, which will also be getting a new name soon, but I would love for you to join. I'm working to become more active again in the group and provide more and more to the teachers there. So follow the link in the show notes if you're interested in being part of that community. For now, it's called Primary Teacher Friends, but we would just love to have you. We would love for you to ask questions there, to share your ideas there, to connect with other teachers just like you in that group. With that, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And I'm deeply excited about the next several weeks where I have a new series coming out, a new podcast series, which I hope will give you some great encouragement and energy to help you finish out this year. As always, until we meet again, go make a difference, teacher friend sweet teacher. If you enjoyed this week's episode, consider subscribing through email to receive future updates. Never miss an episode, never miss a freebie, and never miss the strategies and encouragement I like to share here. Go to teachertony.com forward slash subscribe and get your name on the notifications list. Our goal is to continually serve passionate, wonderful teachers. Just just like you.